Hello, I'm Daniel. This is my podcast, Sharpening the Mind. I am a meditation teacher and also a labor activist in Kansas City, Missouri. I teach classes in meditation and Buddhism at the Rime Buddhist Center, as well as a few other places. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Welcome to the podcast. This episode is Insecurity Part 2, and my wonderful guest and co-host and life partner, Alicia Marley, is here again, and we're going to talk about insecurity again, because last time we rambled on for half an hour, and I thought, we thought, there's a lot more we could do with this topic. It's a huge topic, and it affects a lot of people, I think. Alicia, say hello, please. Hello. That was her. So, we have these voices in our head that are called brain weasels, and I brought up that term last time, and this time I've actually researched it to make sure it's a real thing, and it is a real term that people use. I found it on Urban Dictionary, and it means <laughs> it means uh, self-doubting voices, brain weasels, self-doubting voices, and these voices are the ones that tell us that we'll never succeed at saving money, or we'll never succeed at losing weight, or we'll never find a partner, or we're not worthy of getting a promotion or the world doesn't care what I have to offer. Brain weasels are the voices that tell us those things. The ones that tell us we're never going to make it. And I think that's also where imposter syndrome comes from. That's imposter syndrome is the idea that we don't deserve what we have or we don't belong where we are. And we sit and worry that we'll be discovered at any second. It's when we think, we might think, I have a job that, that's, that's better than me, that I'm not qualified for. If I have imposter syndrome, then I'm thinking at any second, somebody's going to realize I don't belong here, and they're going to come take me out of this. And it's a big thing a lot of people struggle with. And I want to say, even even people who have a lot of Confidence, like confidence to a bullying level where they seem like a jerk. I think they are really often the most insecure of all. And that's why they are having bullying behavior. That's why they're having the kind of aggressive confidence. Even they're insecure too. Maybe maybe even more insecure than I am. I don't know. But that is something I think about too because I tend to think everyone has insecurity but there if we look around and we pay attention it seems like some people don't but I I think that they do so um, now I will turn it to Alicia and we will learn what she wants to talk about Alicia go ahead okay well I guess um, to create conversation with what you said, um, insecurity and or security and confidence sort of go hand in hand, right? So yeah. if you are, <clears throat> excuse me, if you are feeling insecure, you're also not confident about whatever it is you're insecure. Um, and so... 
that was the biggest thing that I thought about. Maybe it's a really obvious thing whenever you're talking just then. Um, and then the other thing that I want to say is, um, you mentioned brain weasels or these voices. And I feel like these voices are our own voices. And we're choosing to tell ourselves these things over and over again for whatever reason that is. So, um, you know, our brain is ourself and our thoughts are not who we are, but we can choose which thoughts to give attention to and which thoughts to feed and which thoughts to, um, to ignore or which thoughts to not feed. So I think all of that goes hand in hand with <clears throat> insecurity and, um, so the main thing that I had talked about in my notes was wondering really where insecurity comes from. Um, but before I start, do you have anything else to say to no. what I just said? No, you go ahead. Okay. So, I mean, insecurity can come from many different things. Um, and a lot of times it comes from comparing. Sometimes it can come from having goals that are unmet. So um, expectations that we put on ourselves. Um, sometimes it can come from thinking about our past and thinking, oh, I should have done this. So regret or mistakes. But <clears throat> what I've been learning recently, which I wanted to share with you guys, is that... All, all of insecurity is, is choosing to tell yourself over and over again the things that you don't like about yourself or the things you're crappy at or the ways you could be better. And very, the simplest way that I can explain it is to not tell yourself those things, um, to try to overcome it and that it's a matter of... <clears throat> Practice and training to tell yourself positive things and to lift yourself up. And um, because if you can tell yourself all the negative things about yourself, then you can tell yourself the positive things also. Um, so I have a lot of other things that I kind of wrote down. But I'd like to have a conversation instead of just... <laughs> talking so um what do you think about that i think um i don't want to do that no i'm just kidding i think um <laughs> kind of one of the things we're doing with meditation training is we are trying to learn how to direct our minds to where we want them to go and that's why we learn practices like focusing on the present moment or following the breath or anything, any other practice we might do because what we're trying to really do is learn how to direct our attention to what we want to direct it to. So in the case of insecurity, if I have a really harsh self-doubting feeling, what I want to be able to do is be able to direct my mind away from that to either not think about it at all 
or to replace it with an affirming feeling. Both of those are good solutions, I think. Either blank nothingness or an affirming feeling. I, instead of, I don't know if I can handle this, I want to think, I've handled a lot of things. I can handle this, too. That's what I want my mind to say instead. Um, I think I think one of the really <clears throat> big challenges coming from a, some, somebody who is really insecure myself is that I don't know when I'm doing it. I don't know when I'm telling myself these things. Um, but so so it takes... It takes strength and a lot of awareness to even catch yourself telling yourself these negative thoughts to even know when those thoughts need to be stopped or redirected. So, um, you know, sometimes people are insecure and they don't even really know why they're insecure. There's not It's just, I just don't feel good enough for whatever reason, maybe every reason, maybe, maybe no reason. Yeah. And, and that I want to encourage that person to spend time with that feeling because I mean, it comes from somewhere. And so, however, however you do it, if you're insecure and you don't really know where or what things you're telling yourself, spend time with it. Um, however you do it, whether you journal or you meditate or you walk and you think, I mean, however it is that you, that you do the soul searching that you do, spend some time with it and, um, spending that time to figure out who you are, you're choosing yourself. So spend time choosing you, spend time figuring yourself out. And all that can do is make yourself better because the only reason why you're wanting to do that is to overcome it and be a better person. So this uh, thing I'm going to say doesn't necessarily apply to insecurity. It applies to other things. But through my practice, I've kind of learned how to say, and this is going to be obnoxious because I don't have a specific example but I've kind of learned how to say I'm the kind of person who just does things and I've kind of learned how to once in a while have a gap where I say to myself am I doing this for the right reason or or why am I doing this why am I doing this and so often in life we don't have any reflection we just go through life on autopilot and we're just doing things and that's this is kind of related because we want to be able to, if we're being harsh with ourselves, we want to be able to, one, notice it, and then we want to be able to kind of have a clear a clear vision of ourselves rather than this distorted vision that we have, this vision of, I'm a failure, I can't handle this, I can't do this, or whatever negative thing we're thinking. We want to have a clear vision. And sure, there are things we can't do, but we want to differentiate the things that are really problematic for us from the things that are just those brain weasels getting in our way again. And so it's about clearly seeing yourself and clearly seeing your thoughts. Yeah, I would 
I mean, I would definitely agree with that. Part of being aware in general and part of the reason why we do meditate to become more aware is so that we realize our intentions and we realize our motivations and, um, you know, sometimes we realize that, oh, that's not coming from the right place, but we, we want it to. So we have to really keep ourselves in check as far as, um, coming from the right place sometimes. Um, but I, me being me, I could see myself, (laughs) um, being aware of my motivation and realizing it comes from a, not a great 100% pure place and then beating myself up over it. Like, how could I do that? I'm a good person. Why would I ever do that? And so that is one of the things that I tell myself that I don't even recognize that I tell myself. But every little thing that you tell yourself really contributes to the security and insecurity and confidence and incompetence. Sure. What is it? I think it's just lack of confidence. I don't think there's a combined word for... (laughs) I don't think unconfidence or incompetence. Unconfident. It's fine. Confident or unconfident. We're going to take unconfidence. Um, We're just unconfident. (laughs) (laughs) But... This is a great pod. Go go ahead. (laughs) I think... Okay, I think sometimes people say that... I've heard it said before that when you start a meditation practice, sometimes it makes you feel worse and a lot of people when it starts to make them feel worse they think oh this is terrible I'm not going to do it it's more than just boring it makes me feel bad about myself and so they quit and we're warned against that because it's sort of it's like it's forcing you to look at yourself because looking at yourself and seeing your negative patterns is part of how we improve ourselves it's part of how we learn how to see clearly is seeing ourselves clearly. And it's not all sunshine and rainbows. We've got some bad stuff going on too. And our practice forces us to really take a hard look at it. If we're taking our practice seriously, then we're taking a hard look at ourselves. We can't even help it really. If we're doing our meditation practice, it's going to make us look inward without even trying really. It's going to make us start taking a hard look at ourselves and seeing Oh, I'm, you know, I'm doing this to get attention, not because it's the right thing to do, right? Or I'm really hoping that this will make people like me, right? Instead of positive motivations, instead of trying to make the world a better place or trying to fix something or whatever good motivations there would be, right? So that's what meditation practice, that's one of the things it does. Then it scares people off, I think, when they start to just see their their flaws and then they don't want to place the place they don't want to face those things so they pull away and they will say they tried it and it was boring or they tried it and they didn't like it or whatever and i think that's the thing that comes up we have to be prepared for that we have to be prepared for the possibility that when we start our practice and we start really paying attention to ourselves 
we're not going to like everything that we learn about ourselves. Especially if you're not a naturally introspective person anyway. Um, it's sometimes really scary. Yeah, I wonder... To realize. I wonder... I have big questions about how many people are and are not introspective because I tend to think, and this is a bold assumption based on nothing, <laughs> I tend to think that an overwhelming majority of people are not introspective and don't think about their motivations for things at all. I don't know that to be true. I haven't done any surveys, but I, t I tend to think that way. I tend to think that we most people spend most of their time on autopilot and really even introspective people like us still spend a lot of time on autopilot just not examining what we're doing. Are you projecting? I might be projecting. So I'm completely opposite. And I am introspective to kind of a painful degree. Um, so I overthink every single thing. I overthink... <clears throat> all of my actions, I overthink all of my thoughts and motivations and I I sometimes even talk myself in and out of lots of different motivations and it's sometimes that can get confusing <laughs> in my in my mind but um I've always really liked personality tests because sometimes it opens my eyes to the things that I didn't realize about myself and I will take that information I'm like oh that's who I am and so any kind of little information that I can learn or connect to myself and learn more about me I love so positive or negative I just I love it this one time we were on a trip and we saw this uh church of Scientology do you remember that <laughs> they had a big old sign that said free personality test and Alicia was like we should do that so we, I was like oh, okay. you were excited so anyway we went and did it it was crap it was nonsense <laughs> and they just tried to sell us Scientology classes and we were on a trip we weren't even at home but they were like did you know there's a church of Scientology in Kansas City and we we actually we had no, no idea I didn't know we had no idea that there was but we haven't we didn't we didn't go back it was kind I of think a the results were pretty much the same it was you struggle with depression. It was, you struggle with happiness. It was it was designed to no, find I don't. to find classes to tell us to take. It yeah. was really they know what they're doing. Um but I was drawn in because it said personality, personality test. test free free personality well, test. And because I have a curiosity about the world, so I was secretly wanting to know what it was like inside of the Scientology place. And they had and, us watch DVDs. <laughs> and it was like a Kind of like a school. Yeah. It seemed, yeah. So we sat while Daniel was getting his test taken. I watched this video about all the levels and then vice versa. But that's not the point at all. But anyway. At all. At all. He, he was just trying to say that, yes, she's right. Um, If anybody sells, sells, tells you free personality test and they have a big sign, <laughs> don't go there. That's... It's my lesson. We wasted an afternoon. Um, so, do you think it's common? You're very introspective. Do you think that's common? Do you find yourself to be different from most of the people around you in that way? 
Um, <clears throat> I think it just really depends. Um, I find myself drawn to other people who are also introspective. So, um, that being said, it may be just the people that I'm drawn to, but I also find <laughs> that I kind of, I'm probably really annoying as a friend, but I kind of push my <laughs> introspective on to other people. So if I have a friend who's struggling with something, I'll <laughs> ask them questions. Well, okay, but do you think that maybe this has something to do with this? Or where do you think that comes from? And really, sometimes, sometimes okay, listen, sometimes people just want to be heard Sometimes people just want sympathy. They don't always want you to push their introspective on them. Okay? All right. But anyway, so I find myself doing that as well. Forcing other people to be introspective also, which is not always a great thing. So. I Okay, so I'm not naturally introspective like Alicia is, but I've sort of learned how to be introspective because of my practice and because I think it is I think a healthy amount of introspection is good shame I think a healthy amount is good and I'm not shaming you Alicia I feel really insecure about that I think that a healthy (laughs) amount of introspection is good I think you need to have the amount that you're ready for um so I've learned how to be introspective because I don't I often don't know why I do things. It's less now than it used to be, but I do a lot of things and I think why and and I when asked how is this this is hard to talk about. Um with no explanation, I do a lot of things. So I think introspection is very What do I do that I don't introspect? Uh, well, I just didn't know what you meant, so. So I like to. Not turn off the bathroom light? I don't like dark rooms. So I am leaving lights on all the time. (laughs) And Alicia, because she lives with me, she knows this very well. And she's like, why'd you leave that light on? Well, I don't like dark rooms unless I'm going to sleep. I don't want it to be dark. Why? I I don't know. Something to introspect about. I don't know. I think um, when I was growing up, my house I grew up in had big windows. So during the day, it was light in the house all the time. We live in an apartment with smaller windows. We live in a townhouse with smaller windows. I don't know. I don't I don't have a reason. That is something to introspect about. I'm not scared of the dark, I promise. But I do. I like You've never bright. told me this. I don't think there's a reason. Bright Brightness, I like to see really well all the time. I think he just forgets to turn it off. <laughs> so that's something for me to reflect on. I'm sure we sound great right now to the audience. That's something for me to reflect on. Do I leave the lights on because I'm just forgetful? Or do I leave them on because I don't like it to be dark in my house? I don't want to be stumbling over things. And four kids live here. There are things to stumble over all the time. And there's cats that like to trip you as well. I just want to throw that out there. But um, in my introspection, I want to tell you about my introspection now. Is that I have long thought of myself as very 
shy and timid and not liking a lot of attention. <laughs> and that is nonsense as evidenced by the fact that I have a, I'm on a podcast right now. I like attention a lot. And so I have to think why do I why do I have this view of myself as, you know, I I think of myself as someone who I want to be small and quiet and ignored, but that is not what I want at all. So I have a huge disconnect between what I am and what I think I am because really I want <clears throat> attention. I want a lot of attention. I want you to look at me and that is not how I see myself at all. So I have to really think about that and reconcile those two things. Do you have anything like that yourself, Alicia? Okay, well, that was a lot of pressure all of a I'm sudden. I'm sorry. Do you want to speak about me and my attention? It's easier, yeah. Give, speak about me, please. Um, well, okay, so my first thought was, do you want to be perceived as small and quiet and not wanting attention? Do you hold that perception of yourself because that's what you want to be? Or are you proud that you're loud and Gosh. wanting attention and... So, okay. Therapy time. So, <laughs> welcome to therapy time with Daniel and Alicia. So, I <laughs> enjoy having a discussion with Alicia right here. I think I would enjoy it with some other guest probably. It would be okay. Um, and I like giving a talk. And talking to people and having people listen to me. But there's another side of the there's another side to that, and that is casual conversation or being in a group. If I'm That just means you're awkward. In speaking, in public speaking, I'm I can do I can do that and I actually like it. But in interpersonal communication, I'm awkward. That's exactly right. I'm awkward. So in that sense, like like when we we took a took a journey to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I gave a talk in a Buddhist temple there, and it was really wonderful, and I really loved giving that talk. And we had a discussion portion, and that was good too. But then after, like, we had some delicious food that they served us. And we were eating the food and just talking. And I was, I was then timid and quiet and reserved. And I really, um, I don't want to say I didn't want people to come up and talk to me, but I was not thrilled about it. So I have that, that sort of disconnect in myself that is, um, I think if I'm giving a talk or if I'm leading a discussion, then I know where things are going to go. And then I like that. Control? Control. I have a control issue. Also, it's and you, you you tell me if this is normal. I, if I'm in a public place and I see someone I know and they're far away, I hope they don't see me because I yeah. don't know how to engage that social interaction at all. I think you just, I'm, I'm like that with people I don't know very well. 
But if it was one of my really close friends, I would stalk them and creep on them. <laughs> and then I would probably try to scare them. <laughs> but yeah, I would go after them. But if it was just somebody like... Somebody you barely know? Well, like so, I run into people that I went to high school with at the store. And I'm like, oh, I have no idea what to say to them. So let's just pretend like I don't recognize them and let's just let's just move on and so yeah that's awkward it just depends on the amount that I know them okay <clears throat> like any of my co-workers right now I would I would go to them but if it was somebody like a supervisor or somebody in another building no okay good that that would have been really challenging for me if you didn't understand exactly what I meant um so what are we talking about? We're supposed introspection. To be talking... Introspection and insecurity. We're supposed to be talking about insecurity, but it turned to introspective, so that's just where we're at. So anyway, right. So we have to learn how our minds work, and we want to learn what are the areas what are the areas we're insecure in, and then more importantly, what are the areas that we're insecure in without a good reason? Without a good reason. Uh, and personally, I should not be insecure when people want to come up to me and talk to me about my interests. That is ridiculous. And I should not be insecure. That is what I'm talking about when I talk about it. Un that's unreasonable insecurity. If somebody wants to talk to me about my interests, I should be good. If they want to talk to me about... Is it unreasonable or is it just un you're like unaware of why you're insecure about it? not unreasonable it's just okay who okay you are. I mean, but... i'm unaware about why i'm insecure about it i feel right. that i shouldn't be insecure about it because it is it is my interest it is if they're coming up to me to talk about meditation or buddhism i should be prepared for that at all times because i spend so much of my time steeped in that um so i wanted to kind of share something um so you know how i said earlier if you um aren't sure why you're insecure about something you could spend some time with that feeling you could meditate or journal and have that as a forefront to your thoughts yes but um take that time to figure out you um but so i want to give an example um, so a lot of people are really insecure about their looks, right? Um, whether you are overweight or whether you have a big nose or you're balding or you know, whatever it is, everybody's got issues, right? So, um, but if one of your insecurities is the way you look, <clears throat> but you're not sure the thoughts that you're telling yourself. Um, sometimes they come so, like, almost um, unconsciously that I don't even realize that they're there. But somebody told me recently to, first thing in the morning, look in the mirror. And whatever it is you don't like about yourself, make sure you can see it. And write down all the things that you're thinking. All the things you're telling yourself. Like, oh, I look so much better two years ago or three years ago or 
God, I wish I didn't have this. Or, oh, I wish this were different. Or, like, nobody would like this. Or, you know, I'd, I'd be so much better if I were, were this, yada, yada. And once you start realizing those voices and the things that you're telling yourself, that's the first step. Realize the things that you're telling yourself. And then the second thing is to reverse them. Like, you have to tell yourself that what you are telling yourself is bullshit, essentially. That that's not true. That, like, you were given this body for a reason. You were given this for a reason. And everybody has their own struggles. And, you know, you're beautiful just the way you are. There's nothing wrong with you. Um... And so you have to replace those thoughts. First thing is recognizing what you're saying and when and then trying to counteract them and telling yourself that the things you're telling yourself are not true. Um, So just as easily as we can tell ourselves negative things, we can tell ourselves good things and positive things. Um, And it, it takes a lot of strength to get there. It takes a lot of willpower to want to get to that place. Um, Because it's so easy to be succumbed by all those negative thoughts and just essentially curl up in bed and be like, I don't want to do anything today. But it takes a lot of strength to not do that and to overcome it and to keep going. But it's essentially choosing whether you want to be... trapped by those thoughts or whether you want to live the best life that you can um so yeah I think I want to say um and this just barely addresses what you said but I think the biggest things people are insecure about I think The two biggest things are, I wish I looked different, and I wish I had more money. And the reason I think it's those two things is because those are two very clear things I can point to as unlimited, right? You can always be more fit, you can always be better looking in all sorts of ways, and also you can always have more money. And those are two things. I mean, those are two things I'm insecure about. I wish I didn't have a beer belly, and I wish my nose was a little bit smaller. And I think I should be making more money at at my age, in my time, in my career. So uh, those are things I'm insecure about, and I think those are the most u- most most universal insecurities. I think I believe that everyone listening to this is insecure about their financial situation and their appearance. I believe that. I believe we can all relate to that. I believe that even the best-looking people are insecure about their appearance, and I believe that even the most financially secure people are still insecure. Financial Secure is not the right word for me to use for that, is it? <laughs> I think the most financially secure people are still insecure about the amount of money they have. So I think those are the two big ones. Can you think of another big one that you think is mostly universal? I think those are really good ones. Um, 
I'm not going to try to add to it. Okay. Do you have any final thoughts about insecurity, Alicia? I think we are coming on a very long podcast now. Is this our last in the series? I don't feel that our listeners need a part three. Okay. Well, I feel like I've kind of been all over my notes and it hasn't been very fluid. So um, I'm, I'm a little insecure about that. <laughs> I don't I don't know if like my points have come across or any of that. I don't know if anybody cares. So, I am insecure about what I have to say. And I am starting lately whatever it is I'm realizing I'm insecure about, I write it down. And so I'm trying to just pinpoint the things that I'm insecure about and acknowledge them at this point and those are some of the things. I think that's great. I wanted you to know, Alicia, that I'm a little bit insecure about this podcast because I think, am I just screaming into the void? That's a heavy way to say it. Am I just putting this out there and nobody's listening? But I also have statistics. So I know that like our last podcast together, 15 people listened and... That means 15 people took the time to press play and to care what I have to say and what you have to you say know if they listened to a whole as well. Thing or just I, a little my bit. statistics don't track that, so someone could start it and three minutes in decide that we're not that interesting and stop listening. And it counted as one. And it counted as one, but I, I have to believe that there are enough people that listen and th- when they start something are determined to finish. Anyway, if you're listening, if you're listening and you've made it all the way through, know that we are insecure. And I know that you're insecure too, but you don't have to tell me why. But we'd like some love. And I guess that's it. I guess that's it. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this. I appreciate you. Um... I don't have anything else. So I hope you have a good day. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.